why don't guys why are guys so scared to talk to girls why don't they just say hey or interest but i also like i think it's important to have a mutual interest when you guys ah. do things when not because i have to do this not because I want you. You feel like you are obligated to do that, or I'm feel like I'm obligated. You want to share a purpose? Hey, if you're playing a softball game or you're riding a horse, I want to go do it with you and do something that we can do together and right. actually enjoy instead of making it a chore. Hey guys, this is Brittany, and welcome to my chair. I'm sitting here with Eddie Gilman. Say hi, Eddie. What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right, ladies. Guess what? Eddie speaks girl. Yes, he speaks girl, and guess what? He's straight, and he's single. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> All right, Eddie, so um, I'm so glad you're here today. Um, Eddie is such a cool dude. He's a good friend of mine, and he has so much going on, so much for himself. He has um, written for Christian Mingle. And he's in the middle of writing a book right now on relationships and marriage. And it's just packed full of revelation and revolutionizing marriage as we know it and relationships and just getting ready for that. And also it's just like a new twist on things that, you know, a lot of times we, we haven't been taught like certain foundations and things that we just really need to know, because I don't know about y'all. And I know if I'm just a girl, like all I know is it's like, I hear wah, 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 wah. It's like Charlie, it's like Charlie Brown. I'm talking, it's like, and then I meet Eddie and it's like, wah, 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 hi, how are you? It's like, what the hell? It's like, I see dead people, you know, it's, you know, it's like what we're talking like, you understand my language. So I had to get him on the show. I wanted us to talk and I wanted to get like, like, okay. So I found you. So we're, you speak girl. Okay. There's some guys out there that probably want to understand how to speak girl, not just to get in their pants, but actually, because I think if you agree with me, we all just want love. Absolutely. 1, all right. thousand percent. Okay. So with all this shit going on right now, we got like the riots, we have, um, you know, murder hornets, you know, um, Robin Williams, I, I believe he's sending things our way and, and the Jumanji realm and all these things happen. So why, why is relationships, why is this topic relevant for today for our families? We have all this other crap going on. Why should we be talking about this? Why is this so important? Well, uh, it's always an important topic because, um, when our most important relationships suffer, every other area of our life will suffer. Um, you know, if you're, if you're at war, or you're totally disconnected or, or you feel alone or, um, unloved, whatever's happening in that intimate relationship that you have in your life, whether it's a, uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, whether, you know, it's, uh, just a partner, whether it's your, your husband or your wife, then, um, every other area of your life is going to suffer. It's just, you, you know, it, it's almost impossible to carry on life as you know it when you're carrying the tension of a relationship that is desperately hurting. And so, um, it doesn't matter. I mean, the world could be ending right now. It could be the zombie apocalypse or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, relationships are always relevant because it's, it's just our human nature to, uh, to connect and share. And we all desire more than anything to, to, to experience love. And so, um, why do you think we want love so bad? Like, why is love so important? Like there's these people out there, like uh, I've interviewed a few people that are like, I'm single, I'm happy. I effing give up. They don't speak blah, 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 blah. And I'm okay. Why is it important to not give up and still like, why do we need love? Well, I think some people have, um, for, if I can use this word, they have a grace on their life to be single. Um, not everybody has a, uh, a deep desire for that per se. Um, some people can, can't, they're fine with or without, but there's other people that know, that they were created for relationships and it's always been a longing in their heart. Um, and the reason I think that that is, uh, my, my personal opinion on that is because I believe that, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not really a religious person. I do believe in God, but, um, 
you know, the, the Bible talks about how we were created in the image of God. And I believe that, that God is the ultimate source of love. If people say it's the universe, whatever higher power you subscribe to, that's fine. But I believe that we as, as human beings, we were ultimately created in the image of love uh, to, to give love, to receive love, and to basically embody love. And um, I think that's why uh, we exist as two different types of human beings. It's not, it's not like, you know, you know, uh, we were just created as just men that we don't live in a planet of just men. We also have women we have. And, and so we have this unique Praise dynamic. The Lord. Absolutely. <laughs> jalapeno Jesus. Praise the Lord. Jalapeno <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and so I do think that, that, you know, they were, uh, we were created for comp to complement each other essentially. And I think that, um, you know, I think that, that a lot of the, the turmoil in this world right now is, is that we have lost sight of the importance of the complementary factor that we both are as equal energies that are different and they're intentionally different. And I think that's where most of the problems in relationships lie is because we there's things that we're just not taught because we live in a culture that doesn't have a value system for those things. And uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're not taught to have a value system for something, the odds of you going out to learn about it are very, very slim. So I like what you just said, because like I've done, you know, outside of our friendship, I've I've really had some revelation on the whole um, masculine and feminine energy. And we're getting outside of our sexuality here. If you're an ABC person, LBGQ, XYZ, whatever, um, you identify with a horse or anything, it's still, you need a, a masculine horse and a feminine horse. That's, that is you know, no matter what the actual sexuality is, that that balance of those two horses is very important. Sorry. But anyway, um, so the masculine feminine energy, like me, I noticed for myself, I had a very like, because I've been through so many things, I got so independent. And I was just like, you know, as much as inside, I knew I wanted a man, I wasn't allowing it to happen because I had this independent I was taking on more of a masculine energy and, and there was like this override. And so like, can you talk to us a little bit about more about what masculine and feminine energy is and where it's not balanced right now and today? Absolutely. Well, (laughs) first of all, um, the important thing to understand is that we are talking about energy. We're talking about something that's intangible. Um, and, uh, a huge misconception is that men have to be masculine and women have to be feminine. And the truth is we all have, we all have both energy, um, but you know, we both have both types of energy existing in all of us at the same time. Um, with that being said, I do think that the natural order of things and, and just like Brittany said, um, you know, uh, I want to just kind of make a disclaimer here for, for people who may struggle, um, if I can use that word feeling like, well, you know, I, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman and I feel, you know, more, more masculine or, or I'm a man and I feel more feminine. It's like, that's okay. It's not right or wrong. I guess what I'm saying is there's no right or wrong in this. Um, but for the sake, for the sake of answering the question, um, I'm going to just kind of stick with the, the natural, the default, which is in, in most cases, men have more masculine energy than women do. And women have more feminine energy than men do. And it's, it's what I call the divine dance. And as when you come to understand the role that masculine energy and feminine energy have in relationship dynamics, that's where, that's what unlocks everything. I mean, you can, you can go out cause this is how I started, kind of started my journey. I started this whole journey of becoming obsessed with relationships because I, because one of the most painful things that I ever went through was, was, uh, a divorce that I had with my ex-wife. Um, it was brutal, brutal. I, mean, I lost 30 pounds in 30 days. Uh, I was almost suicidal, almost blew my brains out one night. Like it was a, it was a very, very, uh, tumultuous time that I went through. And so coming out the other end of that and also being wired, um, as a, as a man, knowing that I was, I wanted to be in a relationship. God created me for a relationship. I had this burning desire to have a partner in my life. And I knew that was something I was going to have again. 
the culmination of those two factors of me wanting to for sure avoid that pain ever again in my life, but me also wanting to succeed in getting uh, the relation, my next relationship or my next marriage rather right, that, that created this uh, literally an obsession inside of me that became my deepest passion, which was, Hey, I want to know and understand this stuff better than, better than anything else I ever understand or know in my life. And whatever I learn, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to teach people. And so I've read, I've, I've immersed myself in more. And even to this day, I still do. I've immersed myself in more information than most people do in a lifetime. Um, and I don't say that to brag. It's just that again, that's my obsession. So what I learned in through reading all the books and you know, reading the different strategies and taking a life a life coach certification course, all these different things, really the, the main thing above all other things that will make the greatest difference in relationships is understanding this divine dance between the masculine and feminine energy. Because when these two things are are honored for what they truly are and and we come to intentionally understand them and then we begin to relate to each other with that understanding by embracing the qualities within us and tapping into the energy of these uh, uh, you know the, the energy of those qualities within us it's like magical and miraculous things happen and it's uh it's re- the, the beauty is it's reproducible i can predict result results a man or a woman will get when they default to their natural, uh, the natural state of energy that is, um, uh, their, you know, whatever, whatever they lean more towards, if it's masculine or, or feminine. And so what I, what I learned was that through, through the failures that I experienced in my relationship, especially in my divorce, like, let's just say I was Eddie 1.0 in my mar- in my marriage and I have evolved to Eddie 50.0 as one as Eddie 1.0 I was more like a boy masquerading as a man you know it was like uh, I was in my early 30s when when I got divorced but you know I probably had the emotional maturity of like a 13 year old or something I knew nothing about my ex-wife I knew nothing about feminine energy I didn't understand her I didn't understand why she got upset at the things she got upset at. and basically I just treated her like the opposite sex version of myself because I didn't know, I didn't know any other way. And, uh, by doing so, um, ultimately, you know, her, her heart dried out, became, became withered. And when that happened, you know, uh, eventually she lost hope in the fact that I would ever be able to provide her anything more than that. So naturally, what does she want to do? She didn't, she didn't want to be in that relationship anymore. So it's just, it's just cause and effect. And so, um, really quick. I, I, I wanted to say like, all right, girls. I mean, like, did y'all notice this, this guy, like, this is one thing, like this guy just took accountability because, you know, I mean, that's so cool. Like out of everything you just said, like what hit me with him as, um, as Eddie and, and in a lot of relationships, like I'm, I'm in the dating world and all that. And, and when I hear things about people who've gone through stuff like divorces, like you've gone through a really hard divorce, cause I know your situation and it was really hard. You know, I was expecting to hear this bitch Look what she did to me. Excuse me. But I mean, that's what we expect. We hear, we hear the pity party or us girls. Let's be real. This douchebag left me and now is remarried with this chick and they have the wife, the kids, the white picket fence. But no, you like, we're like, no, I'm going to take some self accountability. I'm going to throw myself into learning. I'm not going to repeat the pattern anymore. I'm going to find my identity outside of this marriage. And I'm going to not give up on love because that's what I was created for. Absolutely. But the, the fact that you just, you claimed it, like, this is where I messed up. I, I just, out of all the questions I've gotten last night and all the interviews I've done, it's they're the one thing that I'm seeing that's missing is a personal accountability. Even Absolutely. if it's just like we talked about, even if it's just 10% and the other person was 90% at fault, taking your own accountability. What? It's like we say in AA, it's like, it's your side of the road. Right. You're not responsible for their side of the road. You're right. responsible for yours to break the pattern. That's right. So I really like that. That's really cool. And um, you mentioned the zombie apocalypse. Like, I mean, totally going to happen. So cool. So a lot of good Not stuff there. Not taking responsibility for that, but... No, you, but it, you predicted it. It's going to happen. Hey, you know, we're probably seeing some of that go down right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the thing 
the thing with that is that, especially on the side of like uh, the life coaching realm of things and you know troubleshooting, like it's it's one thing when you when you're learning something for yourself, and then it's a whole other thing when you start to grow beyond that too, where it's like I've I've gotten I've gotten good enough at this for myself to where now I can start you know helping people with it because we can't give away what we don't have. And so I had I had to I had to become the things that I wanted to help people with, and um, you know when I was in my my marriage with my ex wife, and it's not like she was she was perfect, and ultimately um, the relationship did did end because she you know she did choose uh, to leave me for my best friend. Um, oh, that's the that's the only part that I really blame her for, and I might be taking more responsibility than I should, but. That's just how I think. And, and people stay stuck yeah. because they want to be a victim. And if you want to play victim mentality, you're going to stay stuck until you start to take responsibility because it's powerlessness. When, when you play a victim, you're, you're, you're giving up all your power because the only thing that you can control is yourself. And it's like the serenity prayer. Which you know, I don't, I don't have memorized. I used to, uh, but God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the and wisdom to know, know the, the difference. difference. Exactly. So that to me is one of the most empowering things. That if people just woke up every day and really got that into their DNA, like really just got that into the the core of their soul and started taking responsibility for themselves regardless of what other people do. And I know that's hard sometimes because as humans, it feels like an injustice. Like it felt like an injustice for my ex-wife to, you know, kind of, you know, have an affair and then leave. But, you know, what I've come to understand is like people, people don't just, people don't just cheat on other people just because the opportunities there, you know, relationships fail because people don't understand how to meet each other's needs. They don't understand things like the masculine and feminine energy, you know, uh, men don't have a clue about women. Like, like here's, here's a great one, uh, a common one, the, the age old question. And you guys are, you guys are going to believe that I'm actually going to answer this for you right now. And that might sound like oh, egotistical, but, um, the age old question, what do women want? <gasps> and so it's like, you know, oh, I don't know. What what is it that women want? Like that, like nobody seems to know. No, I don't seems, even think women know. Say so women, yeah, <laughs> women, maybe women don't know. But it's actually when you come to understand feminine energy, you do know because what women want is what they feel in the moment. Because what a woman feels is her reality, and it doesn't have to make sense because that's the flow of feminine energy. Feminine energy is is all about about shifting and changing and dynamics. You always think about. Feminine energy is like the wind or is like water that's just flowing and it goes where it goes. And, and one minute, you know, if, like, if you've ever gone white water rafting, it's like yeah, there's parts where it's like kind of like the lazy river. It's calm. But then it's like you start getting into like the beginning of the rapids and it's a little bit more it's a little more chaotic. But then you get like the, the serious rapids where the dude's like, you got to hold on. We're going to flip the boat like it just it, got, it just like, you know, women, women don't need a reason to, for their, for their feelings and their moods to change. And I don't, and I'm not just saying that because of it, like it's their time of the month. I'm just saying if (laughs) women don't need a reason for their moods to change. So a guy can be just sitting there chilling and out of the blue, you know, uh, you know, a woman changes and he's like, I did nothing. I did nothing wrong. Like what happened? Like he's so confused about the change of, 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 of mood or emotion. It's like, well, that's the feminine energy. Women don't necessarily need a reason to feel, to have a change of emotion. And, and, and the worst thing, and this is a, uh, one of the problems that, that men have, or one of the mistakes that, that we make. And one of the ones that I, I made a lot in, in, in my, uh, in my marriage with my ex-wife is men will invalidate, uh, a woman's feelings. And when you invalidate a woman's feelings, you're basically telling her she's not allowed to be what she's created to be. And if a woman can't be a woman, then who else is she going to be? Because invalidating her feelings is basically invalidating her reality. You're saying, so if a woman says, this is how I feel, and a guy's like, you know, the masculine side, the male brain, the, the logic-driven brain of a man who's not, who doesn't understand feminine energy, he's going to look at this situation and he goes, that doesn't make any sense. You're blowing this out of proportion. Uh, whatever whatever the, the, the male logic brain uh, come up, comes up with, whatever that man says to her, and she, she doesn't feel seen, she doesn't feel heard. She doesn't feel understood. 
and he keeps invalidating her. And then she, she, you know, and I know, I know, I know ladies, because I've talked to so many, so many of you that it makes, you'll, you'll go through a point where you start to question yourself. You're like, well, maybe I'm crazy. You know, I've heard so many women say, yeah, I just, sometimes I just feel crazy. Like he makes me feel like I'm crazy, you know, and, and then I start to believe that I am. And I'm like, no, honey, you're not, you're not crazy. But that one time a month, you, oh, come on. You know, we are now, now that one time a month. I am. Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm pretty 30. You know, I'm, I'm about 30, 30, 31 days crazy, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> no, yeah. It's, no, I hear what you're saying. Though. It's a good time to be at least one, you know, that for that, however, that five or seven day period for a man to be an alcoholic or something like whatever, <laughs> whatever you got to do, man, just hold to hold on. Actually, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, actually that's, that's a beautiful, actually a really beautiful time, um, to, to actually show up even more so for her because it's, it's, that's the beauty of the masculine energy is what actually draws women to men is because if, if feminine energy is represented by like wind or water, something that's kind of flowy, masculine energy is for sure the mountain. Because what a woman wants to feel is a man's uh, stability, his consistency. You know, we, you know, in in in, uh, in our our culture, you know, we use more vague words like confidence. I like a man that's confident. Well, what does that really mean? You know, it's like she wants to feel a place where she feels more safe, and that doesn't always mean physically safe. It does, it does, it has a dual meaning. It can mean physically safe. She wants to feel emotionally safe. She wants to be able to be in a man's present presence, open her heart, open her soul, and know that this man is going to, he's, he's got my back no matter what, you know, and that I'm, a, I'm totally allowed to be completely free in my feminine energy. And if, and when a man does his job right, um, and he, and he withstands a woman's test because all women test men, because that's, that's the only way for them to find out if she can actually be vulnerable and open up to him. And a woman will test a, a woman will test a man for the rest of his life. It doesn't matter if they're married. It doesn't matter what's happening because she always has to gauge her level of trust with him. Are you still the mountain? Are you still the mountain? Are you still immovable? Are you still going to love me no matter what? Am I still beautiful to you? Are, is there anything that I can do to move this mountain that you are to make, to make you change your mind about the way you see and love me. Do you still feel that way about me? No matter how old I am, you know, because obviously the, the older that women get, you know, and then it's like, well, there's all these younger women out that like, you know, they haven't had children they've got, you know, they've, they've got their looks and they've got the body and all, just all that, that cultural stuff that women deal with and they struggle with they want to feel validated that that you are their woman like you are well they're we're we're their man not their, their man what's that song uh, oh Celine hopefully Dion. we're not their women whatever whatever I'm you know the listeners hey, no yeah. I'm joking well okay and and let me let me give you guys some relief <laughs> that's that's what he said but um so dope all right so women I think that probably really spoke to y'all you're probably going oh, praise Jesus that's right you tell them you tell those guys that that's exactly it we're that song and dance but a lot of guys are probably scratching their balls right now I mean their heads and are like Okay, what the hell is this guy saying? Because it's like, like you know what I mean? Like, speak, speak, dude. Speak, right. hey, man. Speak simple. What the hell do I do? How do I get this girl to give me? How do I get my wife turned on so she gives me a BJ and lets huh. me, lets me be the man, throw her over my shoulders and just do my thing, protect and love her and, and everything be harmonious. And, you know, being on the other side of things where I'm, you know, I haven't done a lot of research. I just have my experience with men and, and my dating and the things they've said, you know, I'm in the barbershop, I'm with men all day. And, and in a way I can kind of speak dude. And the biggest thing I'm hearing is like, you know, is honesty, like just be upfront, just be, but it's like women, we, we aren't naturally up front. We, we speak in colors, you speak in black and white. So it's like, yes. you know, um, like I know, you know, we want that. It's like, we're trying to sell ourselves on our first date. I'm going out with a dude. Like, let's say me and you went out. Um, you know, I'm like, Oh, we did go out on our, uh, we actually did go out on a date. We went to target. It was a, um, a Corona date. Yes. And, um, and I remember I was like, you would never know. I talk. 
I just was so cool. I was like, hi, <laughs> hi, how are you? You know, I'm just completely, and, and a lot of that was, I was nervous, but it was like, you know, we tried to, we, we put our best on, we put our makeup on girls. We are just, we're on our best behavior. We're controlling our mood swings. We are, we are trying so hard, but what guys I'm hearing, I don't know, Eddie, if you can agree with this are telling us stop just like, you know, well, don't not put your makeup, you know, don't get ready, but just like, you don't have to put a front on, like, just be you, like, like, what are you, who are you? We just want to know who you are. Like, you don't have to sell yourself because, you know, once the rings on the finger girls and, you know, and all that, then don't lie and say, we don't just, we, we don't put on our big sweatpants and go, you know what, Earl, go cut the grass and uh, make sure you bring home the bread and butter. You know, we, we definitely need to be real because guys, they just want honesty. What do you think? Yeah, I think, well, there's, there's, uh, there, there's a lot, there's a lot in that statement. Um, I think, I think that a lot of what we perceive as sur- the surface, the, the core issues of these things, like, you know, men just want, I said, women want honesty too. I mean, you know, like if, if we're just camping out on, on symptoms and not causes, then, then we can, we can, we can argue it from both, from both sides. Right. We can, you know, because anything that, that a man accuses a woman of in a relationship, she can turn around and accuse a man of, you know, like, well, you know, uh, men, all men just cheat. Well, women cheat too. You know, uh, men are just liars. Women lie too. Like, no, we don't. No, no, I'm, that's true. No, only men. Yeah. Um, but whatever the, <laughs> whatever, whatever the thing is that we, you know, whatever the outward behavior is, you know, you can sling, you can, you can, both people can throw rocks. We can all sling mud at each other. And I think that's, that's why people get stuck is because we're focusing all of our time and our energy on, on chasing, on chasing our, our own tails. Instead of accountability of like, okay, what can I do with me instead of what's wrong with them? Exactly. The question's the wrong question. Like where I've been asking people like, what would you change about the opposite sex? It's actually what it should be is what can I change about me? Right. It goes back to personal responsibility, but you know, when we're, when we're going to talk about taking personal responsibility, we do have to, again, we have to go back and we have to become knowledgeable about the things that we're not knowledgeable with. You know, it's like you're saying uh, about, you know, uh, women and, um, you know, putting on the makeup or not putting on the makeup, all this stuff. It's like, it's like, look, uh, women need to be encouraged. Like, like, like I'll just, I'll just use myself as an example. If I, if I was in a relationship right now with a, with a woman, I'm going to be doing everything in my power and in my knowledge to encourage the most feminine version of her to come out. And I'm not talking about feminine, like Disneyland princess. Like, like this is, this is where the misconceptions can come in. It's like, like we have these, these, uh, we have these images and ideas in our mind about what these things are that aren't what they are. Like, that's not really what feminine, feminine energy is about. It's not about just being girly. It's about understanding the the needs of what a woman is, just like with a man. Like, what is it that a man really needs? And so, like, some of the things that... Bullet job. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I got to break out in the monotony. Right, right, no. right. Well, if you play your cards right, you know. Um, so, this is... Here's... here's uh, uh, like you were saying a second ago, it's like, let's let's decode it real quick. Okay, let's just let's make it, let, let me simplify some of the terminology and some of the details and stuff. Let's just simplify it for, so that all the listeners can actually say, okay, just tell me what, what, you know, decode that for me. What does, what is this crap with the, the, the energy and fit? Yeah. like, like, let's get, like, bring it down to my level so I can understand this, uh, teach it to me. Like yeah, I'm give a, them one thing that they could take home tonight and that could change, you know, like Tony right. Robbins, you've, you've worked, you know, you're certified with life coaching. Like what's one thing that could just if they could practice it right now, like something simple that could change your lives and relationships. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Let me, let me simplify it to bring it kind of bring it down to earth here. So, um, so guys, um, uh, feminine energy, just, just feminine energy, one-on-one basic level. This is what we were never taught. We were never taught. And just like Brittany was just talking about how women talk in code, like women, women aren't direct because being direct is, is, is masculine. That's male logic. It's like, say what you mean, mean what you say. 
and tell it to me straight. That's masculine. Women don't communicate that way. Women will beat around the bush. And uh, it's so uh, what we weren't taught as men is that when we got into a relationship with women, uh, we didn't know that we were signing up to be a full time detective. <laughs> like we just didn't know like, oh, my God, like I have to like, you know, because, again, this is how feminine energy works is if a woman has to has to become masculine and tell you I'm not and men, I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm just telling you that this is the way that it is. And if you if you get past the fact that you may not like it or it seems foreign to you and you let go and you just practice it and you just do if you just do it and not analyze it, uh, you'll see you'll see the reward. But when a woman has to tell you and she has to become masculine, then she doesn't trust you because it's it's your interest. It's it's the fact that you're willing to sit with her and give her your 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 attention and your presence. And here, listen, this guys, uh, this is this is this is uh, Viagra for women. Viagra for women is oh, yeah. is listening. Listen to her vent. Listen to her meta report. She's giving you a 15, 15 minute meta report. Like, give her your full attention. Where you're sitting there. And you, you're not, you're not, you know, like you're not half-assing it, but you're really being present with her. You know, uh, if, you know, if she's, you know, touch oriented, like hold her hand, look into her eyes, just be present, be fully present with her and engaged with her. And she will feel your presence. She'll feel the authenticity of what you're doing. And she'll know that you're not, you know, uh, you're not just going through emotion with her. But if you, if you try to fake it, this is something about that God gave, uh, women is they a great radar, a great BS radar with feminine energy because they know if you're being present or not. And so don't try to fake it because if you do, then, then you're going to fail the test and that's going to throw you, that's going to throw you back and it's going to throw it out of disorder. You have to be hundred percent authentic in, in your actions doing these things, but just be a detective, just get curious about it. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to understand a woman cause you, cause you, you, you won't, even if you understand some of the principles and concepts that I'm telling you, you're still not going to understand it cause you're not a feminine being. You don't have to understand it to be present with it. So a woman's Viagra would be, so the guys go home and let's say our, you know, us ladies were having a bad night and let's say you were my guy. And I'm like, oh my God, fucking Carrie at work, da da da. Then my mom was fucking just bitching on the phone, da 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 da. And oh my God. And, and, and okay, so now what would, what this scenario, what, what do you recommend? Like, just. So this is, this is actually a perfect example. So, guys, one of the mistakes that we, we make um, being masculine is, is, um, because first of all, most men are uncomfortable with feelings and emotions. We want to fix it. It's like, Oh God, Oh God, how do I fix it? How do I turn it off? How do, how do I get it back to just, you know, normal, non-emotional? It's like, if you operate in that mindset, you're going to, you're going to fail the test again. So in this situation with her, and at least for a while until you get good at it, it's okay to ask this question. You can say, Hey babe, um, uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, I just, before, before, you know, I, kind of jump in here with you. Um, do you need, would you like me to listen or would you like, like, would you like my advice? You know, at least at the beginning while you're learning this stuff. And then at least, you know, like she can kind of help you out. But as you get good at this, I can tell you the best thing for you to do is to just say, Hey, Hey, yeah, let's like, let's, I want to hear about, I want to hear about that. And just be authentic, man. Like I know sometimes the things that, that women say, because they're, they're storytellers. That's part of being, uh, sharing details. That's, which is a huge part of feminine energy. Huge part of feminine energy is women share details and they don't have to be important details. In fact, they're probably not going to be important details. Hey, hey. Like they're not going to get to a point and it's okay that they don't get to a point because that's not what they need. What they need is to, to be, is, is to be able to share, share is the magic word with feminine energy. They're just wanting to share that with you. And so what you will, this is how you can win every time, man, is you grab your, you grab your woman by the hand, 
and you, wherever you are, I mean, to the couch, wherever you're at, say, hey, come over here. I want you to sit down. And you pull over to the couch, you know, have her sit down and say, you know, do you, if you maybe get her a glass of wine or something, whatever you want to do. Just say, hey, babe, I'm just going to you know, tell me. I, I want to hear. I want to hear about that. Tell me about that. And you just sit and let her vent, you know, and just be like, wow, okay. Wow. So, so, what, so what happened with that? Oh, she did that. Man, okay. Like, well, why do you think that happened? Just, just, just engage with her. And I'm telling you, even if you did it for 10 or 15 minutes, at the end of that, she's going to feel amazing. And you know how I know? Is because if you've ever been somewhere where there's been a bunch of females in a room sitting down together, you're going to see utter chaos. Like I've observed it. So like, let's say there's, you know, eight or 10 women sitting around at a table and what you'll see is utter chaos. Like they're all talking at the same time. Barking hens. And then they're, they're, yeah. And then like one is one, uh, they're talking about this one minute and this other person interrupts them. Then they change subjects and then they, they don't, they, they ask a question. Nobody answers the question. Question is totally ignored. They change subjects again. And then 15 minutes later, they go back and answer the question that they asked 15 minutes earlier. And it's all this chaos. And they're not, it doesn't sound like anyone's really listening to each other. And their things aren't being answered, but everyone kind of talks and they, they can even be talking over each other. And then, you know, at the end of the night, you get in the car and your and your girl's like, oh my gosh, tonight was so good. It was so amazing. Like, what are you talking about? That was freaking chaos. No, it wasn't because in the feminine energy in the feminine world that 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 is what makes the feminine spirit thrive is the ability to share and so here's a couple of other pointers that i can give you for it too is women want attention all the time your girl she wants attention all the time she's uh when she's angry or if you get into uh an, an argument this would have saved me this this one little thing right here might have saved me my marriage if i'd have been taught this one thing um, when you get into an argument and you know, there's different argument styles that people have, but and she's upset and maybe you guys are having like a fight or something. This is the, this is the number one question you need to ask yourself first and foremost, men is what does she want to feel right now? Because the way that she expresses the emotion is a complete, is a complete illusion to what she's what she's really wanting from you because see when my ex-wife used to go off the handle with me I what what I heard from her was you suck you failed and you're not good enough and so I would get defensive with her and we'd go back and forth back and forth and I wasn't I was misunderstanding what it was that she was wanting and if I would have just asked this one question I could have been that detective I was talking about which is what what feeling is she asked does she want from me right now what is it that she's saying? I know she's acting this way. I know it looks angry. I know that she's acting like she's attacking me with her words or she's doing all this stuff that I hate, that I don't like. I call it hug the porcupine. It's like you go over and you hug the porcupine and anticipate the feeling that she wants. I can tell you, she probably wants to feel seen. She wants to feel heard and she wants to feel connected and loved. And yes, she's going to try to kick you in the balls a few times to test you. And that's not going to be fun. But if you persist, then you're going to prove you're going to show up in, in your masculine energy as that immovable mountain that she's wanting to feel because that's the energy she wants to feel to feel safe. You will disarm her. She will fall back into her feminine state and it actually levels you up like like it's, it's this magical thing happens where if you do it right in a moment where she needs it most, like, dude, you level up in a very, very uh it's, it's, it's almost like I can't put words to it. It's just, it's like a miraculous thing that you will see happen with the way that this woman will, will, will treat you and respect you. And it's everything that you, that you want from, from a woman. Now, am I going to say it's easy that it doesn't take practice? No, it does take practice. But if you just do it, then, um, then, then you'll, you'll reap the benefits of it. Now on, on the other side, cause I've been talking about, you know, uh, men doing for women to so, say, so ladies, Let's talk to you for a minute. So men, men are probably less complex, obviously, than, than women are. Men, for the most part, you know, we're pretty basic. You know, um, we like, you know, we like our, you know, we, most men like, have like, like a hobby or something that they like. Um, we like to eat. We like good food. Uh, and we like sex, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, our, our own little trifecta there. And so what does that get us? Food, hobbies, and sex. Right. You know, I, oh but, my. but, but, 
but here's the kicker. The thing that culture tries to stigmatize with men is that all men want is sex and it's not true. And this lady, this ladies is where I see where you guys get it wrong a lot. What a man wants, what most men want more than anything else is appreciation. And this, and ladies, if you get this right, then you will win. It's, and this is what you do is that when your man does something right, you anchor him by rewarding him with appreciation. And see, the reason that men get stigmatized with the whole sex piece is because sex is one of the greatest forms of appreciation that a woman can give him. Oh, I love that. But I mean, not just because it was sex, but that's that's great because I've never even thought about that. Like, right. like it's making them feel you. But this is but this is why it's not just because he wants to have an orgasm. OK, it's actually because as men, we live in a world where we are actually trained early on to not be emotional. We're trained to not be in touch with the part of us where the little bit of the feminine energy lies. Because like I said earlier, we all have masculine feminine energy. And so women are like, why can't men just be vulnerable? Why can't they just open up? It's like, well, because to, you know, in our culture, masculinity has always been, um, uh, has always been tied to, you know, being macho or something, you know, it's being a man's man. And, and, you know, like, like, you know, men don't cry. Men don't show emotions. You suck it up and you get up and you dust yourself off and you don't fail and you succeed no matter what. And it's just, it's like that, that like, that super like inhuman, just like Terminator, like cyborg, tough, tough guy kind of thing. And that's not what masculine energy is, is at all. And, and so when, when a man, when, when a woman gives herself to a man and allows him and affords him the opportunity to get in touch with that deep emotional place that he's not allowed to anywhere else. And he's with this woman in the most intimate environment, it's basically almost think of it as like he's exposing his deep, dark secrets to her by actually doing something that he's that he's he would be completely um, emasculated by any other time in his life in society. Like he has to go out into the world and present himself as this kind of man, whereas he doesn't actually get to be the real version of the man that God created us to be as, as masculine beings that actually do feel feelings and we do sympathize and we do have compassion and we do, uh, we do long for the feminine energy, uh, and the beauty of the feminine energy. We understand that, you know, but we have to separate ourselves from this, this fake crap, macho egotism of, of the, of what the world has said the successful ideal man is because that's BS and we pay the price for that because we're not in touch with the part of the, the, the part of us that's actually very beautiful that women are also craving about us. But I digress. When a woman gives herself, gives a man that opportunity, he is in this beautiful place where he feels appreciated because it's like, wow, you, you, you actually created a safe place for me because that's the beauty of the feminine energy is she actually becomes a safe haven for him. Because think about it like this. He's out you know, being this fighter and this warrior all day, you know, he's out in this world and he's fighting battles and he's building buildings and he's putting out fires and he's saving the world. And he's, you know, he's being the rescuer and all this stuff. He comes home exhausted and where's his safe haven? Well, his safe haven is is in the heart of his feminine woman who he can, he can collapse into her. He can collapse into her arms. He can collapse into her love. He can just be broken before her without, being broken before his comrades, so to speak. It's this beautiful place where this man gets to show this side of himself and be appreciated for it, to be celebrated for it, where, you know, because because he because all men crave this. All men crave this, whether they admit it to you or not, and they can't admit it to you publicly, women. I know it drives you freaking nuts. I know you hate that men put up the front, but you have to understand that that it's more scary for a man to let that wall down because he feels like he's, he's losing the only part of himself that he's, that he's been taught to understand. It's not the real part of himself, but that's his reality. And I'm not saying that it doesn't make it frustrating for you, but, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that makes some sense. But let me just say it to you like this, ladies, when your man does something right, just, just to kind of hammer it in, appreciate him, anchor, anchor and reward him with appreciation. And you just have to learn your man to know what that is. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be sex. Um, but just, 
usually it's just making him feel good. It's like, man, I am so proud of you. Or man, I'll tell you one thing that, that no man will ever get enough of hearing if it's sincere, authentic, and true. And you're not saying it to manipulate is you're my hero. You know, like, like I've had, a, you know, maybe one or two times in my life where I've, I've, I had a woman say that to me authentically and both times it brought me to tears you know, because it's like, it's like, wow, you know, it's like, I try so hard. I try so hard. I try so hard to, to do the right thing and be the, be this man that, that, you know, that's, that's even bigger than just the man that women want. And so for a woman to say that to me and to mean it, it's like, it hits me on levels that, that I, that I don't even have words for. And these are the ways that you can, you can appreciate your man. And there might be other ways, you know, um, that he might feel appreciated, but, uh, those, those would be, uh, those would be um, kind of some simplified ways you can, you know, some little skills and some little tactics and some things that that apply there. But um, uh, masculine energy, it's all about um, it's all about challenge. It's all about about winning. It's all about succeeding. It's all about building. It's about accomplishment. Um, you know, it's about uh, getting the task done. Feminine, feminine energy is all about connection. It's about sharing. It's about feeling. It's about nurturing. Um, those kinds of those kinds of qualities. Um, for men, a really good book for you to read is *The Way of the Superior Man*. I don't know the author, but you can you can you can look it up on Amazon. If I were you, uh, the chapters are very short, very short, one or two pages every single night. I would read one chapter before bed for the rest of your life. Literally, that's how epic this book is. And it will help you uh, get in touch with your true masculine side. Um, And it also will help you understand some things about feminine energy as well. But um, I said a lot right there. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was really, really cool. Um, I, you know, like, that's so neat. I, I was thinking when you said the girls said that you were their hero, like Enrique Iglesias pops up in my head. <laughs> Let me be your hero, baby. Mariah, Mariah Carey popped into mine. Really? Then a hero comes along. See, this is... With the strength to carry on. <laughs> See, this is, this is like... Like you have a masculine person and then you have the feminine and like, see, I go to Enrique cause he gets me hot and bothered. And, and obviously that's where my mind is. It's all about appreciation ladies. And then I got, I got Eddie here. who's like, you know, you know, he's, he's Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is just so good. So you guys got your homework tonight. All right, guys go home, sit down, be authentic your girl's bitching, or she's sad. Like, you know, God, sometimes, especially moms, like I'm a mom, like, especially during this quarantine, I'm so overwhelmed. I, you know, um, you know, I, it's like, I have all these, like, you know, you have the mom shaming and all the things I need to be this. I need to be that. And at the end of the day, just to have, cause I, you know, I crave that masculine energy. Naturally I do uh, thrive off being in a relationship. And it's like, I do just having someone be able to just sit down and go, Hey, Brittany, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Like I get hot and bothered. That is hot. You know that you just got the key to my pants. Like that's my, that's my Viagra. Cause you care. Like, and it's not that you don't even have to like, give me an answer an opinion. Like simply just sit there and listen and you're going to get to know your woman. You're going to get to know like, wow, She's, you know, this or that. And, and then you just start building back probably that friendship that you had when you were dating. Um, and then for the people who are new at dating, you know, um, it's just like really be like what we've learned from this is be honest, be your true self, take accountability, listen to each other. Like, I don't know why in our society we feel like we have to talk like being listeners can be just as powerful or more is just being good listeners. Um, and for me, I have a problem being a listener. It's a pride ego thing. Me too. And And yeah. And extroverted problems too. You know what I'm saying? Like very extroverted person. And I have to remind myself even to, to be listeners, but I believe that's where we learn. I mean, we, we learn when we listen, you know, because, you know, opinions don't change the world. It's when we take action. But, you know, if we're, we're so focused on, 
if we're so focused on being right all the time, then, you know, then we're not going to relate. And that's, that's a huge uh, component of the problems that I see in, in uh, stressed out relationships or relationships that fail. So you got two people that want to be right and they don't want to relate, you know, because nobody's, nobody, um, if I can share this, um, is, you know, uh, if I had one tool out of all the tools that I, that I could, that I could tell people this, this might be one of the, the top three for sure that I would choose. And it's, it's simply curiosity. It's like we, as people, you know, we just, we're not curious enough about, about, about each other. And curiosity is the magic that makes things happen. And it's, and it's listening with curiosity, um, that, that makes things happen because, you know, a lot of times people are arguing and they think that, that they're disagreeing over something, not really disagreeing. Cause it's like, if I hold a, a quarter up between two people, this is one person on the left, one person on the right. I hold a quarter up in front of them. And I look at her and say, what do you see? She goes, oh, I see heads. And I say, what do you see to him? And he goes, oh, I see tails. And then, and then she's like, no dummy, it's heads. And he's like, no, it's tails. And they're, they're fighting. I'm like, wait, wait, you're both wrong. You're seeing two sides of the same thing. It's a quarter but you're just not being curious enough with each other to realize you're seeing two sides of the same thing because you're made up of two different energies. They're complementary energies. It's okay that the masculine energy sees it one way. It's okay that the feminine energy sees it the other, another way. That's the way it's meant to be. But you, you can't realize that if you're not being curious about the other person. And it's just the old saying, if you put yourself in the other person's shoes, some magical things um, can happen. And, uh, Another two, two other quick things to add to that is if you want to go to the next level, then be intentional, intentional in your outcomes, intentional in your relationship, intentional of where you want to go and what you want to accomplish and what you want to feel and what you want to be. Being intentional is everything. You can't, you can't be intentional in the beginning and then take your foot off the, take your, your hands off the wheel and think that your car is just going to end up where you want it to go. Being intentional is having a target. And if you don't know what the target is, how are you going to, how can you, you know, how can you shoot? What are you going to shoot at if you don't know what the target is? Being intentional is everything. And it means being present every day and understanding the priority of your intentionality. Like, like what is the priority? You know, is work the priority? I got, I, I got my girl. Now I'm going to go back and focus on, on golf. Now I'm going to go back and focus on my job, focus on my car, making my money. You know, now she's like 10th, 10th place down on my list. That's not being intentional because she needs to be my priority because that's, that's the, the, you know, or he needs to be my priority, you know, like which, whichever way it goes, because that's the impression that I gave this person when I, when I, when I got into this relationship with him. See, we, we all, here's the problem. We're all making assumptions about, about things with the other person, because we think that just because we got this person in my life, now it's just a given because I can tell, I can look in your eyes and I can say, I love you that's just a given. Like you're just, you're just going to understand me now. You just know how I feel. You just know what I want. No, that's not true. You know, we have to get curious and then we have to be intentional. And then if, and then if you really want to seal the deal, then you make passion your priority. You make passion your priority in your relationship above everything, above your kids, above your family, above your job, above everything, because passion is what got you into it. For most, for, 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 for most people, passion is what, is what starts the relationship. And the biggest lie in culture is that there's a honeymoon phase or that there's an infatuation phase that ends. Oh, that's just the infatuation phase. That's just a honeymoon phase. No, it's not. And this is why it's not. Because there's nothing else in life where that logic works. If I, if I uh, work out and I'm super, you know, uh, super disciplined, I work out in the gym and I, uh, I eat right and I get this ripped out body. And then for 90 days, I decide, you know, I'm going to sit on the couch and eat ice cream. I'm not going to do anything. And then I lose that body that I had. I can't blame. I can't say, well, that was just a workout phase. That was just a phase. It's like, no, I stopped doing the things that I did to have that body. If you stop doing the things you did to create passion, then guess what you're not going to have anymore. You're not going to have passion. And so don't, don't give me this crap about it's a phase. It's you create passion. Passion is possible at, at all times. And you can actually cultivate passion and make it grow and grow and grow by understanding these, these, these principles. Um, do I have time to share one more thing? Do we have, or right? We have, yeah, we have a few more minutes. Okay. Uh, okay. I just want to give one, I want to give this analogy real quick. Um, cause this, this is actually something that really helped me. Um, 
to to kind of simplify things. And men, this 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 will help you uh, in a sense. Um, is when I was going through my 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 divorce, and you know, I was kind of like uh, I was being shown. Um, God was showing me all these 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 errors and mistakes that I made. Um, showing me what, what I need to take responsibility for. And he helped me understand women by giving me this very simple analogy. And it was like, I saw this, it was almost like this analogy that a woman's heart is like an egg. And it was like, God was telling me, I can hold, I can hold her heart being represented by this egg. You can hold it in one hand or you can hold it in the other hand, or you can hold it in both. But when a woman gives you her heart, it's like, she's given it to you. You don't, you don't get it back. That's it. It's like she has given it to you. And so from that moment going forward, you have to figure out what to do. Like I got to figure out how to go to work. I have to figure out how to drive my car. And I got to hold that hand, one hand, uh, hold that egg in one hand or the other or both. I'm in the shower. Well, I got to figure out how to hold this thing. You know, I got to climb off the roof and hang Christmas lights or I got to, you know, like I fall asleep at night. I better rig up some kind of, you know, blanket and towel and strap myself in so that I don't roll over and crush that egg because because essentially, um, you, you can't, you know, don't crack the egg and God forbid that you, that you drop and break, break the egg. Because when you, when you destroy a woman's heart or when a, when a woman, uh, evicts you out of her heart, and I'm not talking about you have a toe on the door, like a, like a, like a, like a toe on the door. When you're out of a woman's heart, you are not getting back in. And that's the way that we need to see and view and understand the heart of a woman is, is like, like this egg that we can't, we have to, we have to, you know, it's like, it's almost like this analogy. If there was a bird on my shoulder and I didn't want that bird to walk away, every step that I take is with the bird in mind, not myself in mind, because I don't want that bird to fly away. I don't want to crack or break this egg. Every action I take is with the egg, or in this case, the woman's heart and mind. It's just being conscious about it. So hopefully maybe that's something that makes sense too. Yeah, I love that. I love, you know, like I'm a metaphor, like junkie. I love that. That's so good. Um, Because, you know, I know as women, like, I don't know about like guys, because I'm not a dude, but based on what you're saying, what God showed you, like for me, when I care about someone, I always thought it was like an obsessive thing, but I always, because I, I love with my whole heart, I always have that person in the back of my mind. Like it's in my subconscious. It's like, okay, I'm doing this being intentional. Okay. Like I, you know, let's say I have this going on. It's just always, you know, but then for some people it's always been there, but for some people it's not easy. So it's a good practice. Um, so this is really cool. This is a lot of homework guys, like a lot of good homework, things that can really change your life. And ladies, like same thing. I mean, this is beautiful, good, good stuff. And like, for me, the one piece of, uh, thing, that's helped me and, um, you know, with guys is, and this is going to sound blasphemous, but if you can do this, this is a win, like never argue. And I know, I know you may not agree with that, but this is like, this is what I'm saying. Eddie is like, like I've been taught in like AA, like think about it. It's like, it's, it's difference between having a healthy debate but like arguing over yes. opinions, Absolutely. you know what I mean? It never usually gets you anywhere. So I'll use like, even with you when you piss me off sometimes, I'll be like, well, maybe you're right. You know, like, and usually you probably caught on now what I'm doing. I mean, a smart ass, but, but I'm just saying like, you know, maybe you're right. These little like, you know, karate words, these uh, Mr. Miyagi things, they, they kind of like keep you out of the doghouse. And so just like never argue, sit, listen, be a listener and, and, and just like keep opinions out of it, right. just keep the opinions out of it because like opinions usually aren't going to change It's perspective that can change. And when Absolutely. we change our perspective, we change lives. Right. So, um, I love this. This is good stuff, guys. And what I'd like you to do, if you guys have some relationship questions, if you have some things based on what you heard Eddie talk about, I'm sure he'd be more than happy if you want to, um, send me some messages to my podcast. Send me maybe like what's going on in your life. 
just if you feel like, you know, none of those questions were answered by what you heard or anything, leave some feedback. Uh, we'd love to be able to help you guys out and just hear what you think, your scenarios and what you're thinking and all that good stuff. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to kind of, you know, leave your email, whatever. We'll get back to you and just kind of see what's going on because this is a love revolution. You know, there's so much revolution going on right now, but I think the universal thing we need is love. Absolutely. If, if we have love, we have everything. Absolutely. So let's start a love revolution and it starts within our homes and our families. It starts within ourselves. So let's, let's, you know, before we aim big, let's start small. Let's point the finger back at us and take accountability and kick some ass. So thank you so much, Eddie. I'm so glad you were here and did this with me. And we look forward to having you back on, whoever we is, like, because it's just me. But there's this other person, I'm sure, that's really excited. And, all right, well, I hope you guys have a great night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank awesome. you. All right, well, it's another edition of Sitting in My Chair. And I hope you guys learned some good stuff. And roll time. No, no, go dogs. He's, he's not allowed back. All right. All right. Not allowed back. No rolled tie Nick Saban. Oh, all right. Good night, guys. Sweet dreams. And we'll see you next time.